Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's uh, Mike here with BeastNet. Um, I've got Tim Frame on the phone. Um, if you guys don't know who Tim Frame is, um, I've been following him for quite a while on West Coast Obstacles. He's got an amazing story. Um, if he... If you've seen his posts on West Coast Obstacles, they're usually quite long, but they're worth it. So you should really read them. But uh, yeah, so how you doing, Tim? I'm doing great, Mike. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Oh yeah. Um, like I said, I've, I've been following you for a while, and um, I mean, honestly, what what brought me, what what put you where I could started following you, I honestly was the yeah. the Vegas uh, fire jump. Was that two years ago? <laughs> Yeah, no, well, about it, no, last year, actually. Was it last year? 17. And what, oh, I was going to say, what amazed me the most about it was, you're the one that posted it on West Coast Obstacles, and with the question, should I do 30 burpees, because I obviously failed this obstacle. (laughs) That is true. I didn't know if everybody had ever failed the fire jump before, and I required 30 burpees. (laughs) So it was... I saw that. That was like, this is somebody that I want. I, I want to follow. I want to know what this guy's story is because that was, <laughs> that was just amazing. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, and that one that uh, kind of caught some attention for sure, but, uh, for all the right and wrong reasons, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like I said, it was one of those things. Then I started following and sort of reading all the other stuff, and found out, sure. you know, that really that that fire jump was the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there was sure. so much more to your story and so much more that had gone on that was, you know, was, wasn't there that I didn't know until I started reading those, those posts and, you know, following you on Facebook. And I mean, it's, it's been an amazing journey. Um, Well, it has, it's been kind of wacky at times for sure, but uh, I'm, you know, becoming thankful for it. So thank you. Um, So for, for the listeners that, that don't know, um, would you like to kind of give them a quick, or you know, uh, just kind of backstory on what I'm what I'm talking about, what I've read already. Sure, sure. I, I guess I'll go back kind of where it started real fast. And, okay. Um, kind of decided in my 40s, I wanted to own my own personal training company. I went and got certified and and ran a Devil Dash here in Vegas. It was called in 2012. And fell in love with OCR. Yep. <laughs> it was. Yeah. And uh, I live in Las Vegas. So um, after doing that, I wanted to do that and do more of it and train people for it. So I started my own company and ran a Spartan in 13 shortly after that and fell in love with that even more. It was, ran it with my son and we actually won our heat the day that we ran together and I was hooked for yeah. sure. <laughs> so, and then ran a Tough Mudder later that year and had a blast. It was different but a lot of fun too all here in Las Vegas where I live and decided I wanted to open and do my staff for a living and uh, that was great yeah <clears throat> until until four years ago this month actually this week actually to be honest I unfortunately had a headache and got taken to the hospital it was way more than just a headache yeah and, uh, um, <clears throat> as far as you want to, I mean, it's okay. <clears throat> it's an amazing story. Well, 
unfortunately contracted a virus called viral encephalitis, and it got on a nerve and traveled to my brain and started eating away at it three days for three days. And mm. that's actually four years ago this week. And to be honest, last night would have been the day I went into the hospital for the first time to go and was sent home that night with a sinus infection. But uh, over the next three days, we found out that that wasn't a sinus infection and I woke up and didn't know my own life and family and ended up back in the hospital that night. Um, and that will be Thursday of this week, four years ago. Um, was told at that point that I would not make it through the night. And if I did, I would be probably a vegetable. So that was what my life heard four years ago. And um, I don't remember any of it. I've just been told the story, to be honest. But um, that's kind of where my story started. So I somehow miraculously survived that after three days in a coma. Woke up one morning and... Um, even though I didn't know my wife and children, I was alive. And that's how I started a new life four years ago this week. So, wow. I don't know where to go from there. Um, it, there's a lot happened in between there, too, for the next, I'd say, six to eight, 12 months, to be honest, <coughs> of oh, recovery. Yeah. But um, along with that virus, I lost all my long-term memory, I guess is the, the biggest issue that happened. I recovered somewhat physically, although almost dying from a pulmonary embolism due to complications to that virus three months later. But <coughs> somehow survived that as well. And um, it was really a full year later in April of 2015 that I was still there, but kind of going through Facebook as I connected with the world again and old friends through Facebook. Mm -hmm. and was trying to figure out who the heck I even was because yeah. I had no memories of even growing up. Wow. That's when that's when I saw pictures of me running that very first Spartan race in 2013 with my son and it looked like I was having a blast. <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of what got my guess. I didn't have memories of it, but I read the stories and what I had written those days gone by. And that's where I guess, I don't know, my Spartan story begins at this point, or my OCR story. Yeah. But, um, so after seeing those pictures in April, in April of 2015, or it might have been even early, late March, don't know for sure, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But against doctor's orders and probably my life's wishes at the time, mm -hmm. I decided I wanted to run a Spartan race again. Yeah. And signed up for the Las Vegas Spartan Race in 2015. So that's, I don't know, that's kind of, I guess, what I am aware of in my own world now. And because and, I don't have memories prior to that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, that's where my journey began, if I had to say it. I went out and ran that race, still not in shape, hadn't really truly trained for it, was overweight, and you name it. I, was not the trainer that I was, you know, the year two prior yeah. by any means. But I had seen all those pictures and heard all those stories about, you know, being that guy. And, of course, I wanted to be that guy again. That's awesome. But, yeah, but uh, I would ask some questions. I don't, I don't know. Uh, that, that that race woke me up. I'll, I'll put it that way. <clears throat> um, and tell me some things 
shoot as well. Yeah. And only that's why I do write in journals so much, I'll be honest. Like my posts are so long you mentioned. <laughs> it's part of my journaling process for sure and how I recall things through writing them down in, in true pictures as well. And uh, even if I'm on fire I guess. <laughs> they they're they are long, but they're they're like I said, they're worth it. I mean they're <clears throat> it's an inspiration. To know, I mean, just to know the little part that you've already said and to know where you're at now is a huge inspiration to people. And that's not even the full story. Um, No, no, that's kind of where it begins. Yeah, that's where it begins. And I mean, it's like, you know, I I made the comment about, you know, you going into the fire in 2017, but it it was kind of one of those things. Yeah, that's two years later, and at that point you were on crutches, and we haven't even gotten to the point right. of the story that explains why you were on crutches. So, right, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I've done some I've done some things. I mean, but nothing compared to what you've done. I mean, I, I did Hawaii in a boot because my foot was broke, but sure, sure. It's you know, the the stuff that you've done is just a huge inspiration. Just it, it shows what how the human mind can overcome so much. I mean, it's like you said, you don't remember, you have no memory of who you were, what, after, from four years ago? Yeah, from four years ago, actually on Thursday this week. Yeah, four years prior to that, you you have no memory of who you were, but you found, through pictures on Facebook, something that you were, you know, passionate about, and you jumped right back into that passion. Yeah, clearly somebody I wanted to be. Yeah. And I mean... Yeah. So... I mean, I guess continue with the story because, like I said, I mean, it doesn't. I know that's just okay. the beginning of the story, and I know more comes. You, you know. You yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, that race that I just signed up for because I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> like I said, didn't tell my wife at the time that I was doing it, but wanted to be that dad, and I saw me running with the son, and that looked awesome. And you know, that's what dads are supposed to do. And I wanted to be that guy again. And then I was in great shape. I was like, wow, I want to look like that too. <laughs> yeah. So um, I went out and I did that. I don't even remember if my wife took me at the time or how I even got there. But I ran it and I know I failed miserably and it made me feel horrible. And I felt like a failure. And but I, the guy in the pictures, I guess, was I wasn't feeling... Yeah. Ever seen in the pictures I was seeing either. So at that point, I got back on the internet. It was all new to me as well. Yeah. <laughs> and figured out how to, where do I find how to do that? And uh, I looked all over the place and sure enough, came across a gym here in Las Vegas called, a gym called Camp Rhino. And uh, a lot of people are familiar with it. I've heard of Rhino. Yeah. And uh, I just, I decided I was going to go over there one day and figure out how to do this better, and I did. And they they wrapped their arms around me and kind of pulled me in, and I trained over there and got to know some new people and loved what they were doing. And all of a sudden, we're like, okay, this is October of that same year that I I worked out with them and trained with them for about four or five months. And it was time to run a a Tough Mudder at the time. They were doing that here locally in town. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd go do that and I went and did it as a team with them had a blast you know other than getting electrocuted and um, uh, 
again. And there were some friends there that talked about Spartan racing and wanting me wanting to do, you know, a trifecta. I had no idea what that was either. Yeah. But I knew I had run a Spartan race before, and it's like, okay, that clearly I wanted to do that. So that's 2016. I decided I'm going to run a trifecta. That was my big goal that year. Yeah. And so signed up for a race with a few of those rhino friends in California, in Temecula, and ran my first Spartan Sprint um, in 2016 after failing in that one so miserably. Yeah. And um, that kind of started my whole journey, and that was a horrible race day in the rain and sleet and cold. Uh, they call it Hell Mecula instead of Temecula. Yeah, I heard about that one. Um, <laughs> it was horrible. I'm like, so I'm surprised they even went back, but, you know, there was something about finishing a race that difficult that made me feel pretty awesome, too. Yeah. And, I don't know, it just continued from there, and, it, and I did the, then the very next race would have been the biggest one again in 2016, and I was back on that course that I failed so miserably and was with the people that had. Actually, the Spartan story that you've read, the Rhino shared that with Spartan back at the beginning of 2016, so that kind of pushed me as well yeah. to try to live up to the guy that they wrote about overcoming brain damage and memory and still out there running races. So, yeah. um, I don't know, that's where the, the journey really ramped up for me, I guess, more than just <coughs> me trying to get a trifecta that year with my local friends and family, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. So that, I don't know. I'll let you ask some questions. I, I could go on and on. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, it's, your story's just, it's hypnotizing. It's amazing to listen to, you know, how much stuff okay. you went through. Okay. I mean, if you want to just keep going with a story, I mean, you know, I know okay. we're up to like 2016 and we're, yeah. we still got two years. Because that starts the next chapter with the purchase scenario. Yeah. And as, as I started that journey in 2016, and started, and even in Temecula, and then I ran the Vegas race, and felt a little something weird in my right hip for some reason. Yeah. But it was horrible, but it felt like, this isn't right. But I kept training. I was signed up to the, my first feast ever in September in Palo, California, with the team Lionel as well, and I was going to go through with it and get my trifecta, and <laughs> thankfully, the one thing that pushed me more than ever is after that first Spartan race in 16, I decided I was going to get a Spartan trifecta tattoo. And, <laughs> uh, but I just got the outline and would only fill it in as I earned each color. So it was kind of like, well, I don't want to have an unfinished tattoo either. Yep. <laughs> so anyways, long story short, I went and got my first trifecta with Team Rhino at the Palace. Um, and on a hip that was starting to feel like crap, to be honest, for some reason. Yeah. I'll tell you why soon. But then after doing that, that same team was going to go up to Tahoe and run in the world championship that year. And they were renting this big, huge house up there, and they invited me to come do that with them as well. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I was already reached my goal. I wasn't planning on doing something that big. Yeah. I didn't know what the world championships meant. I had no idea what Tahoe meant either. And I surely wasn't in the best shape with a really deteriorated right hip at this point. Um, what was happening, and I found this out later, was that 
because of the steroids that they use to save my brain matter back in four years ago this week. Yeah. And literally those steroids saved my life and saved probably some of my brain matter. They have now caused what's called AVN, avascular necrosis, and my bones are deteriorating because of it. So that was the sucky part to find out. It's like, you know, like many drugs, what they help one area, sometimes they hurt other areas. But I didn't even find that out till last year. So I didn't even know this was going on in 2016. I just knew I had a sore hip. But I wanted to do... With this Team Rhino, I wanted to go and do this World Championship race in Tahoe and do it anyway. That's kind of where my the model that I run with now came from. Yeah. I was going to go do World Championships anyways with my new Rhino family and earn a World Championship medal. And I went and did that race. Oh, my gosh. People still talk about how brutal that 2016 Tahoe race was. Yeah, I've heard that was a brutal one. You need another super sprint. Yeah. <laughs> I get to know them all over again in a very different way. 
That's awesome. That's where 17 starts. So you can ask me whatever questions you'd like, or I can ramble on. <laughs> Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you. Because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com. For the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. And we're back. Let's go ahead and continue on. I mean, the, the story, like I said, I mean, it's a riveting story. I mean, it's okay. it's amazing to hear. So, yeah, let's let's continue on to 17 okay, now. Mike. <laughs> yeah, so after 16, I, I'll be honest with you. I knew at that time I had to get my right hip completely replaced. Yeah. So I had, I had completely, I was like, okay, I did two trifectas, doubled my goal. I got a world championship medal. That's way more than anybody expected. I'm good. I'll get the hip replaced and I'll be done. I'm old. I mean, I'm 52 now, but I was 51 at the time. And, and um, so I wasn't getting any younger anyway. And my bones were falling apart. And was told that there were more to come. I'll get into that in a minute. But the first, you know, and, and I, I decided, okay, I'll go in and see my ortho. And the first question he asked me, of course, was, have you ever been on a heavy steroid? I'm like, yes. Um, after the viral infection hit, I was tied to a couch and to an IV for three months. IV drip of steroids into me to save my life. So yeah, I was. And he goes, yeah, I can tell your bone, your hip is 80% gone. And I went, ah. So no saving it. Basically, it was full replacement only. That was my only choice. Wow. So I said, okay, let's get it done. And so he signed me up, first available on February 8th of 2017. And I said, okay. Mom and Dad came out, hung out with me. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to share something personal right now because you talk about mental challenges as well. Yeah. During during this whole time period, and, and if you have ever read my Spartan story from 2016, Mike, it reads like a love story. And and it was at the time. But unfortunately, that is an obstacle I've had to overcome as well now, too, as my wife and family had kind of their resilience wore out. I yeah. guess I'll put it that way. And my wife said that she was at the same face every day, but I was a different man and just wasn't in love with me anymore. So we separated in 2017 early so that I could find myself and who knows what. <laughs> yeah. So that was all going on at the same time too. At the start of 2017, I moved out on my own in a world where I, it was all new to me, Mike, I'll be honest. Mm. I had lost all my education, my high school, my college degree was gone, my training certification was gone, you name it, was gone. And I'm, I'll be honest, I'm listed with the government as permanently disabled. Yeah. And that's how I survive financially as well. I'm thankful for that. And my insurance as well. So that's the social, the, that part of it. And that was a huge obstacle to overcome at the same time too. All right, and that's why I said my mom, and, my mom and dad came out to stay with me as I got that hip replaced. Everything went great. Doc said, looks great. Go do this, go do that, go do this. Don't do this, don't do that. I said, no problem. <laughs> I said, no problem. 
determination that I was going to take good care of myself. That was part of who I always was yeah. as an athlete. And I guess that part of me, I knew. And I'd seen all the journals I'd ever kept, even back in the day. And I wanted to be that guy still, too. do that to this day. But I started working really hard, doing my physical therapy at the gym every morning. And I, and I forgot to mention this in 2016. As I went through this process of earning that double trifecta, the the story will even talk about, I went to the gym and worked out a religious routine 366 days in a row for an entire year. It was a leap year, so that was my goal. I was not going to miss a single day. (laughs) That's awesome. I raced or worked out. So I, I, I know there's a part of me that I guess was still there. My mom tells me still today that I'm still the same guy, but as a kid, I was still the same way. Yeah. That I was just driven to, I don't know, I just, I knew the right way to do something and I was just going to do it that way. So anyway, long story, getting longer, I decided I was going to do that with the hip too, and I was religious for four rounds of physical therapy every single day, you name it, still at the gym. Not only was I at the gym the whole year prior, but the day after surgery as well and was doing all my physical therapy and surprise surprise last weekend of February two weeks after that hip replacement surgery there just happened to be a Spartan race in Arizona close by so that's where 2017 started um had another friend here in town that was just happened to be a pastor. My, I grew up, I'm a pastor's kid, so I kind of yeah. grew up in a religious family and just happened to know a guy out here who used to go to college with me. And he got in contact with me during my issues and became a friend. And he had a couple other pastor friends that he wanted to, he'd always wanted to do a race with them. So yeah. I said, tell you what, let's all go do it together. He goes, you're on crutches. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'll go down and root you guys on. And they called themselves the team of inspiring men. I said, I'll join you and I'll root you on because I knew the drill. Yeah. And they'd seen me what I'd done the year before, obviously, and were following along. And I went down there with them with really, I don't know if I had intentions or didn't have intentions, but mm-hmm. I hopped on the course with them anyway and did that sprint that day with them, even on crutches. So, <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in there. 
Yeah. And I'd already done a couple, and actually a mother too, so this would have been my fourth race on crutches, and Lord knows I was getting pretty good at it. And um, I still got a lot of upper body stuff. I don't know. It, it, it worked to a certain extent. <laughs> um, but, um, or did burpees if I had to, but... Um, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I could go on and on. Um, that race, obviously, I got to do with Team Rhino. And I've always been so fortunate to have them in my corner, at least up to that point. And because and, uh, they're here in town, and, and um, I wanted to, to run with them again and thank them for sharing my story with Spartan. And I think that's what pushed me to be where I was at the time, out there on crutches doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, and, yeah, that's I awesome. Know, I did that race. And, well, I'll go back to Arizona. When I... When we were doing that, I, I met up with the, the, the team of pastors at the finish line. They're like, how deep you get here? I'm like, oh, uh, this is before we got to the fire dump. It was after the whatever wall. And they're like, I'm going to jump this fire with you. We're going to finish this race together. And I've got pictures to show at it. It's a neat picture. A um, couple chubby guys, and we are getting over the fire. But I hopped over that fire on crutches. Super mm-hmm. easy, you know? No big deal. I didn't think about it when I came to Vegas. And I was moving right along, kind of on my own. And that fire must have been just a little deeper than the other. And those crutches sunk in the ash and just stopped. And I took a nosedive. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, all I can remember about that is um, I'm... I fell and uh, kind of my feet are on towards the finish line. My kind of crutches are in the fire and my hands are on top of them. And I got a little volunteer coming out. He's patting me on the shoulder, beating me down. Dude, you're on fire. Dude, you're on fire. You know, <laughs> <laughs> dragging me out of the fire. And I can feel it starting to get warm on my, on my right leg and right arm. That's yeah. what was laying in the fire. And I rolled over. And he's patting me down, making sure I'm okay. Looking at me, you okay, you okay? Yeah. And I reached down the fire, grabbed my crutches, crutched across the finish line. I wanted my medal. Oh, yeah, you'd earned it. Got it done anyway, and as they said, okay, medic tent's over here, come say hi. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Vegas. Yeah, I still hear stories, and even this weekend at Big Bear, I had someone go, I was at the finish line and saw you fall in the fire. So it's it become a thing. Yeah. I was not only the guy out there with brain damage, but I was the guy that was on crutches, and I was the guy that was on fire. So <laughs> that's when you probably heard about it. It kind of went a little wacky on Facebook. For sure. <laughs> yeah, it did, and that's when I started like really paying attention and following, and got it like well, some of the backstory. I mean, I'm hearing stuff here that I hadn't heard or read before. Yeah. So sure, sure. Well, and that's where I think people. That's when it really kind of hit people. I'd seen a couple pictures of me on crutches, but the fire, obviously. They even had one little guy make a little video of it. I got 12 fire jump pictures. Who gets 12 fire jump pictures, you know? The guy who falls in the fire. <laughs> yeah, everybody kept saying, well, you know, where's everybody at? Because I had nine of the 12 I'm actually laying in the fire, you know? But they're like, why is nobody helping you? And so I guess the way I handled it online and, and people seem to appreciate that, that I had some fun with it. And even a buddy of, I don't know, I know his name is Michael, but he made a little video of 
know, with that song burning down the house and <laughs> my whole picture album go into that song and it became a little viral sensation as well. So, I don't know, it, that's probably when you kind of talk some of that too because it kind of went a little wacky. Yeah, it did. I, I even got a couple calls from Spartan after all that making sure that I was okay and wasn't going <laughs> to make an issue of it. I was like, no, I'm having some fun with it to be honest. So, I don't know. That's where it turned into. And then a few weeks later, I decided, well, I, I had a sprint on crutches in Arizona, and I had a super on crutches in Vegas. I might as well get a tricycle on crutches, right? Might as well. well that's next month up in May was Montana and the Montana Beast. Oh, I know that one well. I've never been... Yeah, I'd never been to Montana before, but uh, it sounded amazing. And last year, I decided I'm going to make that drive. I think a lot of the craziness online and how I handled the whole fire thing it became a thing, obviously, and I wanted to be a part of that. Yeah. And uh, so I drove 16 hours up there and did that beast on crutches. And still, my, one of my favorite races, for sure. Yeah, I love yeah, and and got my fire jump redemption. Actually, <laughs> that's my favorite fire jump picture. <laughs> I bet. So, yeah, I was I was very capable of actually, you know, kind of jogging on that. Not really. I don't know what you want to call it. Skipping almost on that new hip at that point in twelve weeks. Yeah, because I was still doing four rounds of physical therapy every morning, even after being on fire. And I don't know. I just believe in a true active recovery. And I, I I guess I go back, Mike, to those stories about me being on a couch for three months tied to an IV, and then because of that, gaining 50 to 60 pounds and almost dying of a pulmonary embolism. That was three months after the brain virus hit. So that sedentary lifestyle for three months tied to an IV steroid nearly killed me again. Yeah. And clearly, those steroids are still affecting me now. But it was because I got off that damn couch and started moving again and found that race and then found that gym and didn't stop for a whole freaking year. That active recovery is what kept me going and got me off that couch. And I guess that was how I approached last year when I knew I was going to have surgery. There was no way I was going to sit in this apartment alone because I didn't have my wife and family anymore. Yeah. And I was going to sit here with crutches and a bad hip. And no, that wasn't going to be me. I was going to find a way to stay in motion because I believe that stillness is the enemy, Mike. And that's what I, I don't know. I, I've seen that <laughs> in my own life. And I see it in so many people that I've connected with in this community too that are battling so many things in their life that, Got to keep the mind and body active, and the rest <coughs> follows the thing. So that's where that comes from. And I went and did that crutch vector, is what I call it. Crutch vector. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know. That was great. And then I decided I'm going to go do Boise Monterey. Start another one. I got a double trifecta the previous year. I'll get another one, right? Yep. And I went and did Monterey. Had a blast. Everything was great. It worked fine, not really running, but everything was great. I could still do all the upper bodies until I got to Boise. So 
started feeling something weird in my left shoulder. Like, oh crap, don't tell me. Sure enough, on the twister in Boise, something popped out of place. And I felt it. And I had to shove that sucker back in before I climbed the rope in Boise and got that done and came back to see my ortho after Boise last year. And he looked at me, same words. Your shoulder is 80% gone. Yikes. You gotta be kidding me. (laughs) So, that was last year. I had gotten Monterey and Boise done, and I already had a crutch factor, so I was one away from having another double trifecta, right? Yeah. And Doc Doc is saying to me now that my shoulder is 80% gone, and we gotta schedule a surgery for that now, too, because of this stupid AVM that I have from Stedlick. And I went, so I said, when has it got to be done? He goes, whenever you want. So I looked at the calendar and said, well, where's the next beast? Because I'm no way I'm not going to get a surgery before I get another trifecta double. I found Breckenridge, and I went up there in August and ran that race in a sling and did plenty of one-armed burpees for the things I couldn't do anymore. Yep. And I got my double trifecta and decided, okay, I'm good. <laughs> And I don't know, and got my surgery. Well, actually, now that I think about that, <laughs> that's not true either. After doing the double, I got a call, Mike. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this part of my story, but I got a call from somebody saying I qualified for something. I'm like, I qualified for something? How could I have qualified for something? I'm not running fast at all. I haven't been. They said, well, it's not the quantity, but it's the quality of races that you ran. And you've qualified for OCR World Championships. Would you like to come to Canada and run as a journeyman? Wow. This was right after Breckenridge last year. And I just got my double trifecta and was planning my shoulder replacement surgery. Yeah. And I went, yeah. So then I I started researching that and saw that it was in October. And I said, okay, Doc, when does the shoulder have to go? So you tell me. I said, November. I'm going to Canada. So I got to go to Canada, and are you familiar with the Spartan team called 4-0, Spartan 4-0? Yeah. Yeah, yep. we're, it, it's, I'm an old guy, and I joined that team, too, and I have ran many races with them as well, and I forgot to mention that. started kind of in Tahoe that year. They asked me to kind of speak there that weekend, because they had known my story a little bit, and I got connected with that group of people and followed them all over the country, too. So that's how I ended up knowing some of those people in Canada and running three day, three races in three days up there um, and with uh, a Team USA jersey, which was pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. <laughs> and, and did all three of those races in a sling, and, and uh, it was a brutal. That journeyman, 15K, and the rain and 40-degree wind was just brutal. But was, again, one of the most remarkable experiences that, I would have never seen had I not been out there doing it anyway. Yeah. And I don't know. I just kind of approached life that way, I guess, man. Came home on the plane that night after Canada and doing those three races in three days, which I've never done before either. I've never done two races in, in two days, let alone three. Yeah. But um, came home the very night of the Las Vegas shooting. I was on the plane that night. And was literally supposed to be at that concert because I had tickets, but I was in Canada and had given them to friends and was panicking that they were a part of that. 
That is brutal. The city has rallied around it, and Terrain Race got a hold of that because they're fairly local here. And as soon as I got back from Canada, I got my Las Vegas Strong shirt on and ran a Terrain Race that weekend where all the proceeds went towards that as well, which was remarkable. That is. Kind of started a, I don't know, it went on and on and on. And I decided since I had done 12 races the year before, I needed to do 12 this year and ran a Tough Mudder in November, literally the week before I got my shoulder replaced. Wow. And finished my 12 the year, 12 races. So I did 12 and 16, I did 12 and 17 with four on crutches and six on sling. And then got my shoulder replaced in November and figured out it was done again. And so that's kind of how it started this year. And uh, thinking that maybe I was done again. But yeah, you're not going to done. You're not done. I'm not done because actually, I, again, every day I've got every journal to trust me. I've Mike, it's just how I live my life. I truly believe in a true active recovery. Oh, and I forgot to mention this. Let me throw this out there. I'm sorry, it's kind of off track a little That's bit. That's okay. Part of, part of who I was before that I saw on that Facebook page that day and who that guy was that I saw doing Spartan races was also a personal trainer. Yeah. And, and I had a, an, an NASM certified personal trainer. Um, certification at that point and of course you have to get continuing education every two years on that to maintain it and add yep. to it I had gotten that in 2012 right as I was doing that very first Devil Dash ever and fell in love with it and wanted to be a trainer so I got it in 12 wanted to start training people for that well as two years later when those certificate or where those continuing education units were due that's when the virus hit and I, my ex-wife now tells me that I was studying to be a youth exercise specialist at the time to add to that and um, something else. And I guess I didn't get to do that and lost my credit. I lost my certification during that illness as well. So last year I decided I wanted to be that guy again too after doing 12 races and 16. And I wanted to teach people how to do these races, right? And I was going to get my certification back. So also, all last year, while I was doing all these races, I studied my ass off the entire year, too. And in November, right before I... No, I'm sorry. See, it's the end of September. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the end of September, I had studied all summer long and took that test again after every free... I don't know if you're familiar with it, but you got it's an online whole thing. You know, sixteen thousand hundred pages of stuff you got to read and try to try to remember all that stuff when you have short-term memory issues too. I think it'd be hard to remember without the memory issues. Yeah, what's that? I think it'd be hard to do without the memory issues. Yeah, exactly. That, and so I had to learn again. That's where my journaling comes into play and how I do things now. And it's like I do at the gym. It's an everyday type of thing. I had to approach studying that way too. And I took those, that reading very seriously, all the practice quizzes, you name it. I did them over and over and over again every freaking day until I knew I could get 100% on every freaking activity or quiz. Yeah. And I did that over and over and over and over again until I could do that on the practice exam too. And I finally got to the point. 
That's awesome. And it was pretty remarkable because they looked up what I got on. They're like, you got a better grade on it this time than you did the last time. And, wow. And trust me, NESM got involved too. They heard a little bit about my story because they asked me why I lost it in the first place. Yeah. And I shared with them why. And they they threw in a bunch of stuff. Trust me, they wanted me to get it back so bad. It was awesome to have their support as well. And thankfully, I was able to do that and got that done and have added to it with the first thing they sent me last year when they found out that I'd finished and got a 98.5% on it. They said, it's one of the highest scores you've ever seen. They sent me, they said, this is brand new. It's called Mental Toughness Specialization, and you need to be the first guy teaching it. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll take it. And they gave it to me for free. So That's awesome. Actually. I've completed that this year now, too. I did that in March, and I'm now officially certified as a mental toughness trainer. So, long story. I know it goes on and on. Oh, no, that's fine. But I, but I decided that I was still going to race because with the active recovery that I still do on a daily basis, even the shoulder, um, by the end of January, even though I had it um, replaced in mid-November, I took Christmas off the whole time off. I was done. Mm-hmm. After that tough mutter, and I had my twelve races, and my and I well, I kind of approached it that I wanted another world championship too, because I did one world championship in sixteen, the OCR world championship became my seventeen. So um, I figured, okay, twelve races and world championship is my goal, and that's how I approached this year too. And I'm gonna see how it goes. Well, last year there was a I won't get into it. There was a company that got involved that. Uh, heard my story as well and they thought I needed to do this on a regular basis and they gave me a free Spartan season pass. I'm very thankful for that. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, it was very cool and I wasn't, again, probably planning on racing again but I have this free pass now that I didn't have to pay for and uh, all of a sudden I find myself signing up for a January race in SoCal and since they're free, other than the $15 waiver fee, of course, Yeah. <laughs> I I have gone and and every race weekend has been a double race weekend now. They do the Sprint and Super at each one, of course. Yep. I did Chino Chino in January. I did both races. I did uh, Arizona in February. I did both races. I did came back and did my home Vegas races and and had both three sprints and three supers by the end of March. And then got topped into running up to San Jose and doing those two because I want to see new places like Montana last year. Yep. And went and did that and all of a sudden, I don't know, um, feeling good and got eight races in and all of a sudden I get this call from somebody from and they're saying, well, we got this new, oh, actually, it's kind of a long story, but I That's ended good. up... I'm sorry, Mike. Oh, no, I'm, I'm loving this, so it's it's fine. Okay, well, good. I'm, I, I, I've done these eight races, and I've connected with so many people all across the country. This 4-0 team I ran with, I run in their jersey at least one of those races, and I run in a Spartan journey the other races, so I run in my do-it-anyway jersey, or yeah. my Las Vegas Strong jersey, you name it. I've ran in some capacity, and people have responded to that in such a positive way out on the race course too because I get to communicate with them on a daily basis on the you know Facebook pages now yep. whether it's West Coast Obstacles or it's the Spartan 40 old page which I love because they're all old parts like me 40 and over 
they've all raised families, they've all got jobs, they all have things, you know, obstacles in life too that they're overcoming, yes. not just on a race course. And I think that's where my connection, not only have I gone through some, you know, difficult physical things, but emotional things well, family issues or just in general. I don't know. It's a, a remarkable how people respond to me, not only on online, but then out on the race course too, which makes me want to go do it even more to have people really respond to you. So all of a sudden, I'm running all these races, meeting so many people, and I have I run into one little fellow and he goes, hey, I'm going to be in Dodger Stadium next weekend. I'm going to this new course that they're teaching called it Spartan SGX. I'm like, oh, okay. So I look into it a little bit, and just so happens that at the end of um, every race this year, you know, 24 hours, fitness is their new mount, their new sponsor. Yeah. I don't know. Long story short, they, they, they guess they need Spartan SGX coaches to teach Spartan classes at these gyms all across the country coming up soon. And all of a sudden, I'm going to Dodger Stadium because I wanted to run another indoor or a sprint. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's an SGX class there, and I decided, Hey, I can add to my training certification. Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, just a few, few weeks ago, I went and did that too. And um, I'm now officially a certified SGX coach as well, as of, I guess, four, five, six weeks ago. I had to pass that brutal test too. So, I don't know. Um, I'm not, came back and did that, and it's got me even more jabbed, and I decided I have, um, Four supers and five sprints, and I'm going to need some beasts here soon, right? Yep. So uh, the next beast was Big Bear, and that's what I just got back from yesterday. Oh yeah. And I don't know if, <laughs> if you've been to Big Bear or not, but I, I, I haven't. Last year, I haven't been, and I've heard stories, and and I think oh, I'm going to have to do it next year. You, dude, it's I see. I missed it last year in October. Because my shoulder was a mess anyway, and I didn't need another beast. And, and I wasn't, even though I'm close by, I had no idea. I thought I was done. Yeah. And um, Or actually, I just, it was right after OCR Worlds anyway. So I knew <laughs> I was already pushing it to do that. Yeah. But, so I missed it. But I heard people telling stories last year that it was worse than Tahoe. And I was like, what? You know, and I'd heard Tahoe was horrible on its own right with double whatever last year. And I missed that also due to a family wedding that I went to last year during that same weekend where the tragedy happened here in town. It was yeah. all, I missed all that. <laughs> but so when I heard all those stories this year, I had to go check out Big Bear this weekend and find out if all the stories were true. And uh, so I went that in mind that I would get my first trifecta for the year done and but just a few weeks I don't know if you remember when they decided to add a second beast to that yep. weekend it was about a month ago yeah. I think they decided to do that yeah it was about a month or so ago I was already signed up for the beast and sprint because like I said it cost me 15 bucks to do so I figured what the heck I've done double race weekends all year I don't know if I can do beast and sprint but I've done a bunch of supers and sprints I'll give it a try so I go and did that, I, and I've met some people along the way in all this, and I, I run a few races this year in Arizona and here in Vegas and in San Jose with this one gentleman that seemed to take a liking to.
run four races together now. And and as of Saturday, he ran his first beast ever with me on on that brutal Big Bear Mountain, and he earned his first trifecta along with me earning my first trifecta for 2018. So that was awesome. We took our time, full seven hours to do that 12-mile course. And I don't know if you've seen anything on Facebook this week. Go ahead. Everyone is, everyone is whining that it was even worse than last year's Big Bear and the worst race they've ever ran, ever. And uh, it was just hills after hill after, well, mountain after mountain after mountain, I should say. But, it, yeah, it was brutal. Oh. But we, we got it done. I did it. I kind of did it in a, in a way like what I just learned from the Spartan SGX coaching seminar that I was in for three days. Because mm-hmm. actually, after doing that, we got to go out in the Dodger Stadium and run that race as uh, an SGX coach, which was awesome. No, that's awesome. You know, and you're helping people, you know. And so I approached it that way on Saturday, and we took our sweet time and saw people cramping up like crazy and helping each other over the wall and took a full seven hours to do that. And it was fine, and I felt great. And I was planning on doing the sprint the next day. But guess what? There was a beast option as well, right? Yes, there was. So they had a spot open if I wanted to run at 8.30 the next morning after seven hours on that mountain the day before with my friend. But I think since I spent it kind of hiking more than racing, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> I had a little bit left and I said, okay. And so I went on Sunday too and did it on my own that day and and ran my own race that day and did it actually in under five hours. I saw that. That was awesome. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. And because I got done with it so much quicker, I was done in time to get into the very last heat of the sprint that day, too. So I just got back from earning my double trifecta already in one weekend and ran my 12th race already in May, which has now matched what I did in 16 and 17. Yep. <laughs> so that's been my year so far after. And actually, as of Wednesday, I I didn't get into this with you. My doctor, I, I was wearing the sling this whole season. Yeah. In all of the first nine races of the year because my doctor kind of made me, he's, he's become a fan of me now. Um, after seeing me do races last year on crutches, he wasn't a fan at first, obviously, especially yeah. when he saw the, the burns on my leg and arm when he was checking me out. Um, <laughs> but, but but then he saw me, you know, he saw a picture of me jumping over the fire in Montana and then the one in Breckenridge on that new hip, even in a sling at the time. And he goes, that's on your new hip, isn't it? I'm like, yeah. He goes, can I have that picture? Sure enough. So you walk in my doctor's office, he's actually got three or four pictures of me up on his wall now. Says I'm good for his business. But, um, That's awesome. <laughs> he is a fan now, and he's, he kind of looked at me and goes, I know you're going to race, and you're going to do it anyway. I know I'll, I, he's got a copy of my stories, and he's, he's a fan now. But um, he's seen what I've been able to do with an active recovery and do it the right way. And goes, I've never seen anybody do what you do on a new hip or shoulder, for that matter. But he wanted me to not put full weight on the shoulder yet for six full months. Yeah. So I wore the 
feeling better and I could do some pull-ups at the gym and a few other push and pull, I was able to do the hercoids at different places. I actually did the rope a couple of times, even in a sling and, and in Dodger Stadium as well with the team. That's just team that got a kick out of that. Because um, when I had to do the Spartan Fit Test and all the burpees that you got to do, yeah. you see how many burpees you can do in five minutes. But you have to do at least 75 to pass the test. Of course, I had to do them all in a sling and one arm. But, um, I had a lot of practice this year. Anyways, I practiced, I promised him I'd wear that sling for full six months. So, guess when that six months was up? Wasn't it last week? This past Wednesday. Yeah. Three days before Beast, the before Big Bear. And so, I honored his, or my promise to him, and I raced for the first time without it. And I can do everything except for Twister and the rig still. I, I can get about halfway, but I can't do any swinging motion jack. Yeah. Not com- not comfortably. Um, so we're getting there. And what I like is the fact that you say yet. What's that? I like the fact that you say yet. Yet, yeah. I mean, I know, I've, I've seen the, what I've been able to do, just like I said, on a daily basis, what I've been able to lift and or do. You know, I, I one thing I've done ever, if you looked at my journal, Mike, one of the things that I have, and I have done at least, Two miles every day, 100 sit-ups, 100 push-ups, 25 pull-ups, and 25 chin-ups every single day for over a thousand days straight. And I do that, and I've got it all journal. The only days that I haven't done that are race days. <laughs> so, trust me, it, it, that's part of my active recovery that I preach too. That it's not that I'm lifting heavy weights; I do lightweight high reps. It's all muscle endurance oriented. I'm not yeah. muscular, but I can go and go and go forever. And trust me, if you talk to this gentleman that ran the race with me on Saturday, this new, this, you know, this fellow that I've been doing races with, and we did it in seven hours because he was struggling. And uh, I came back and did it two hours quicker the next day and, and ran a sprint afterwards because of, not because I'm just stronger than him, because he's a big dude and very muscular, but I do it every day and and have for thousand plus days. <laughs> so I don't know. You've probably seen some of those posts too, me recapping some of that. But um, I have, I, but to hear you to hear you say it is just. I mean, <laughs> your story is amazing. Well, that's just how I have to live my life. Mike, think about four years ago this week. I lost complete control of my life. Yeah, I know. No history. I, I didn't even know my own mom and dad and brother and sister. I mean, I didn't know my own son and wife and didn't have any of my education. So everything was new to me. A TV was new to me. A computer was new to me. A phone was new to me. <laughs> it's bizarre. So I learn every day. And one of the things that I know, I, I, have, to, I have to be very in control of my life as far as how I manage it differently. And it's about routine, and it's about being very consistent. I eat the same breakfast every morning. I eat the same lunch every day at 11.30 and 1.30, and I mix it up at night. You know, that's my dinner to have some good things. But i that's how I've had to learn to live my life. And I've yeah. seen what it's been able to do, not only for me and my personal world, but even out on a race course and how I approach a race. And I managed... Those races this weekend and what I learned in that SGX class to the T. I mean, down to the last strip of, you know, of uh, electrolytes 
Well, I mean, that's the that thing that you said. You did the math. You did the the or the beast in the sprint five minutes yeah. faster than you did the beast the day before. It's amazing. I love your do it anyway attitude. I mean, that's it's something I've brought up multiple times on the podcast before. Is I've made mistakes, like when I've been injured, is I get that mentality that people get of, well, my foot's broke, so I'm going to sit on the couch and eat potato chips because I can't do anything. But that's not the way it should be. It's like you said, you can adapt and find another way to still do your workouts. You just have to adapt to that injury, and that's why your story is amazing. And, and Mike, I, I'll be honest, I had to, I had to really sell that this past year. It, well, I'll, I'll say it this way. A lot of people saw me out there racing on crutches or in a sling over the past year and have just assumed that I've injured myself. Yeah. And I, and I understand that because if they don't know my whole backstory, there's no way they could think any differently. Yeah. And I get that. And that's where even this, the last story that, um, I was thankful that another SGX coach wrote for me recently in March and kind of actually entitled it to do it anyway story, shares that as more of a true act, you know, why I'm out there on crutches and why I'm in a sling. It has nothing. 
yeah. slightly burned my leg in the fire. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I get that. And, and I sure have not shared in my, you know, in conversation that people message me all the time and when they see me do this, oh, I, I need help with this thing. And I'm very cautious about, you know, telling people just to do it anyway without the proper work behind the scene. And I can do it anyway because of that every day at the gym in a true active recovery. I sure wouldn't tell somebody who's not prepared for that to go do it anyway. No, and that's just it. the right way, like you said, you can adapt and yeah. you can still stay in motion and do it the right way and still find a way to do it anyway, even if you have to make adaptations. I haven't been able to do certain obstacles on a race course, obviously, but... You know, I've still found it to be very rewarding and can finish a race knowing I did whatever kind of burpees I need to do um, to feel like I've still done it to the best of my ability that day. Yeah. And I think that's, this community is a big part of that too. There's plenty of people out there that, you know, they're probably out there a little too soon and going to struggle, but God bless them for being out there and not on the couch at home and I want to encourage that as well, too, and find them ways to do it anyway in a more positive way. So I don't know. That's where I'm trying, I guess, see where this takes me. And as I age, I know I'm not going to be the guy jumping around like crazy anymore. Yeah. But um, I still feel it's something that I can use what I've learned through what I've had to go through to um, to still be have a trainer's mentality. And to be honest, that's what I loved about this Spartan class that I took. It was more, they don't even like the word trainer. They love the word coach. And I love that concept as well, too. And, and that's an awesome concept. I fell in love with that mentality of being out there. It's more of, you know, not like a drill sergeant telling you what to do, but here's how to do it. And here's how to do it better. And I'll show you how to do it. And I love that mentality. I'd love to be able to use what I've learned um, and that kind of way. So we'll see where it goes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. But, uh, I don't know. Like, that's, it's, a, it's a crazy story. And like I said, it's still in the process. I don't know where it's going to take me this year. Part of me doing these back-to-back beats this weekend was because I want to see if I can tack on ultra. So with we'll how you did these back. back-to-back beasts and a sprint, I think you would have okay. no problem with an ultra. And I, I want yeah, to see. I think so. I, I want to see that ultra, that that belt buckle in your hands. I, I, yeah, I can't wait to see that. I came out with the old purple thing this year. I was like, oh gosh, I gotta, I gotta eat that up. And I've got a friend that's gonna be doing Brack this year, and that's a potential one. It's not there, maybe in Dallas at the end of the year. I've heard it's a little flatter. Yeah. <laughs> but, but clearly, I'm not afraid of the mountain. I don't know. We'll see. Um. I definitely, I had to miss Tahoe last year, like I told you, because of, and to be honest, that's still what I consider my difficult, most difficult race yet, even more so than what I just did this past weekend. Yeah. Um, and that was because I was on a horrible hip, and I was freezing my butt off, and it was, it was horrible. <laughs> that seven-mile climb was brutal. And so I missed it last year at a family wedding, and um, it is what it is, and I want to go back there this year, and that'll be my, that was going to be my double trifecta and world championship again. Yeah. That was where I was going to do it, but I didn't plan on doing two beasts at 
I believe so. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I, th- I think so. So that's kind of. I don't know where it'll end up. I'd love to think. I love the OCR World thing, but they're over in London this year. I'm not sure I could swing it. I'll be honest with you, my I, I I'm I'm on disability. I don't have money rolling in. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. I have to manage that very well too. Um, I'm not technically allowed to work at this moment. But um, I'm working on that as well, too. I guess there's a program that I can get involved in where I can work and go back to work and actually use my certification. That's awesome. And we'll, we'll see. That's where that SGX thing came in. I don't know if you're um, at the end of races this year. That's where the 24-hour thing came up. <coughs> I, um, I've been getting all these little coupons when you walk out at the finish line, you know. Yep. Hey, come see us for three days free, blah, blah, blah. We're your new sponsor, blah, blah, blah. So back. Let's see, right before Dodger Stadium, about a month before, um, I had just finished San Jose and still had all these coupons. And I get this notice on my apartment complex gym that I go to every day. And I chose this apartment because they had the best gym in town. Trust me, that's why I chose it. But, um, it was closing down for two weeks. I'm like, crap, they were remodeling it. So I have all these 24-hour coupons, and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to go use those. For, I got eight of them because I've run eight races. That's 24 free days. Yeah. That's two weeks, right? <laughs> so I go over there and this is the wildest thing is this happened two weeks before I was going to Dodger Stadium with these coupons. I walk in there and I go up to the desk and I'm showing them to them. All of a sudden this guy yells, Tim! I'm like, I turn, I'm like, okay, who do I know here? Who knows me? And I turn around, and this guy comes over and starts patting me on the back. Dude, I haven't seen you forever. Where have you been? I'm like, um, here, here. Kind of started, and I didn't know where to go. Yeah. He goes, dude, I haven't seen you forever. It's been like at least four years. I'm like, yeah, probably has been. He goes, yeah, I used to be here every single day. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I have heard stories that I used to be a member here. Blah, blah, blah. That used to be over where I used to live with my ex-wife, and... That was the closest gym, and I guess I was going there on a daily basis. And this guy who knew me was the GM of the place. Oh, wow. And he hadn't seen me forever and wondered where the heck I had gone. So I started sharing with him what had happened, the illness, and blah, blah, this. And I've been doing this, and he sees my Spartan tattoo on my tank on my shoulder, the one I earned that year. And he goes, is that a Spartan tattoo? And I'm like, yeah, I I start sharing with him that I've been doing that. He goes, dude, you know we're a Spartan gym now? I'm like, yeah, that's why I brought these coupons. And he, let's go upstairs right now. He drags me upstairs and he shows me this whole row of brand new Spartan Stairmasters up there. <laughs> Have you seen them yet? Yeah, I've seen them. I haven't been able to use them yet, but I've seen them. So he takes me in there and hops me on and shows me how they all work. And you know, I'm like, yeah, these are perfect. Because I'm going to Dodger Stadium in a couple of weeks and these stair work. And so I start, you know, sharing a little bit of that, too, and having fun, and we get to talking with him. He goes, yeah, we're rolling out this whole program, blah, blah, this, and blah, blah, that. And we're going to have a Group X class, and it's going to be called SGX, and we're going to need a trainer to do that. And uh, you got to be kidding me. And they go, I said, well, I'm actually signed up to be an SGX coach, and I'm going to go do that in two weeks. So, <laughs> I don't wow. know. It might turn into a job at 24-Hour Fitness teaching a Spartan SGX class if I'm fully capable at some point. Because I, wa- 
20 hours a week, supposedly, with, with my disability without yeah. jeopardizing my security. And we'll see where it goes. I don't know if it's something I can or want to do, but I thought it was interesting that the door opened because my gym closed. I would have never gone there otherwise. Just happened to have those silly little coupons from the races that have gone to as well. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of the do it anyway mentality. I yeah. You know I mean? Be there and I, I don't, I guess I walk through whatever doors tend to open nowadays. I don't, you know, nothing has made sense in my life, obviously. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I just kind of, I do what I know is right for me and where it leads me. That's what path I follow, man, and, and it seems to work out. And I guess that's where this community, even when it didn't make sense on crutches or in a plane, it still has turned into something remarkable. And yeah. I gotta feel like that's part of that equation too, that I'm supposed to keep doing it anyway, even when it doesn't make sense. So I don't know, that's where I'm at now, but it turns into something I don't know. But I know that I love this community, I love this sport, and it was something that I truly can look back at that Facebook that day. And in 2012, it was my dream to be doing something like this. And yeah. somehow I'd love to find it. Even if it's not the same way, I could still be a part of it and still see it impact people's lives in a positive way as maybe just a coach, you know, in some capacity. And, or just sharing the story that I've done that might with somebody else to, to, to do something anyway too, if that makes sense. So, oh, it makes perfect so, sense. That's that's probably the preacher side of me. My dad will tell you that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, he's good at sharing his message too, and I get that. But he encourages me to, to follow, you know, what my heart and mind tells me, and and uh, you know, think about how it impacts the people around you. And I think this sport is a perfect example of that, and and I love that about it. Yeah, it's it's a great sport, and I mean. Like I've said, you're a huge inspiration to all of us. I mean, for those that hadn't heard your story, I mean, it's it's an amazing story. And like I said, I write about it a couple times in some of your posts, but really listening to you talk about it and the emotion that I can hear in your voice, and it, it makes the story that much more real. And it's it's amazing. I mean, everything you've gone through you. to really get to where you wanted to be before it happened. Yeah, that, that's what I'm, I guess this year, I'll, I'll be honest with you, there were times last year when I was sitting in here in my brand new little apartment completely alone and saw my wife and family and, and my career and everything just disappear. It didn't make any sense. And there's been some times where, I, you know, it's like, I didn't want to be here. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, that, that it didn't make any sense. And, um, but this community was always something that I could tap into and they were always there to say the right thing, encourage me in a positive way too. And, or I could see how something I said or did impacted in a positive way too. And, and that's be honest, dude, in, in, in somewhere or normally I could say, you know, that's what's changed my life and saved my life again and gave me this hope this year that I can see, wow, this is actually really is a path I'm supposed to be on and I've, maybe it didn't, like I said, it didn't make sense but <laughs> to most people um, it's, you know, 
first. Yeah. And then you see how once you start doing what's right for you first, then it, it trickles down in a very positive way. And, you know, not in a selfish manner, you know, how you, but you still have to take care of you first. And then you're able to take care of those around you even better. And I think that's a perfect way to approach a trainer or a coach's mentality, too. I've got to be where I need to be so I can, I'd love to think that that trickles down to those that I get to touch along the way. So, I don't know. (laughs) That's where I'm at. And And I couldn't, I was just very unhappy last year, but this, I'm, I couldn't be happier about where this crazy journey has taken me and um, it doesn't, I don't know. I don't know what tomorrow holds, I'll be honest, but I'm not afraid of it anymore. Um, and that's, I want people to feel that way too, not to get at the start line and be scared to death to try something they've never tried before. And that goes for on and off the course. Yeah, that's an amazing message. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I think <laughs> we, we've been going for almost an hour and a half. Um. <laughs> I know, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm oh, like, don't be sorry. Like, this story is amazing. Chatty, just like online, obviously, I can be chatty too. So probably why it's just me and my dog here. But. <laughs> oh, no, it, it, it's an amazing story, and, and I love hearing it. Uh, and uh, I appreciate your interest in it. And, oh, yeah, and, and I'm sure the listeners are going to love it. And I'd love to maybe do this again later in the year after, you know, and just talk about everything you've sure. done, you know, for the rest of you. Sure, sure. Yeah, so. I, I, like I said, there's still a lot to play out. And that, one of the little goals, I guess, I don't know, this, this trifecta weekend that they're offering in Greece is just calling my name, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the one in Hawaii. Well, are you really? See, yeah. That one's calling my name. I've got some friends in Hawaii, and that one's calling my name. And, 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 and then I got the little code that, or email saying you qualified for Trifecta World Championship, and like something about doing that in Sparta would be pretty cool. That would be. <laughs> and I guess I don't know if I've ever been there or not, but, but yeah, I'm still figuring out. But this weekend, and we'll I'll be making a lot of those decisions now that I know how this weekend worked out with yeah. the bear, and and this told me a lot about where I might be able to take it next. And, um, we'll see. <laughs> right on. Um, it, who knows? It, it may, like I said, if the, the 24-hour thing turns into something, too, it'd be, I could be working again and, and, and actually be, you know, they, I think what they talked about was like a little, we'll get you ready in 30 days mentality or a 60-day mentality, then you teach people how to do it and yeah. take them out on the race course and do it with them. How rewarding would that be? That would be huge so, reward. Yeah, it'd be so cool to then actually be able to use what I've been doing over the last, like I said, you'll you'll see this week, um, this will be my fourth year anniversary when I woke up for the very first time after the virus knocked me off for three nights, and that, that first night is tonight, actually. This throwback Thursday will be something special (laughs) for me as I approach approach that that day that I don't know I kind of anniversary it every year and get a chance to reflect on how far I've felt I've come and this weekend plays a role in that and uh, I can't wait to share that 
And I appreciate it very much, my friend. And, oh. Uh, and I appreciate and I, it. Let me ramble and ramble. <laughs> oh, that's okay. And I, I appreciate you talking with me. I mean, it's been an amazing story. Um, like I said, we'll definitely have to do this again another time and get, you know, okay. you know, later on in the year, once you've done a few more things and seen, you know, where this year takes sure, you. Sure, sure. So. Be happy to do that. Any, any time, and I hope to run into you out there someday. Oh, you will. Get a, get a meeting person. That'd be great. Where, where are you located at? I'm in Seattle. Oh, you're in Seattle. Okay. Yeah. That's one of them I haven't made my way up to yet. <laughs> well, when you make it up to Seattle, make sure you do it in the, the, the Beast weekend, because that's the yeah. dry weekend. If you come yeah, for the Super and the weekend? Sprint in April, it's a complete yeah. muddy, nasty mess. I mean, there was we swam yeah, through the, the barbed wire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, no, so that is the beast weekend later in the year, right? Yeah, that's in I think September, and it's it's usually like right at the end of the summer, so it's dry and you're not swimming yeah, through everything. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's the one area I haven't been to yet. I think uh, Sacramento, North or Montana, has been as far north as I've got. So. Well, you'll have to let me know if you get up here, and we'll have to go out to dinner. I or something. sure will. <clears throat> I sure will. I appreciate it so much. And, Thank you so much for your interest and just listening to me ramble for forever. It's important to me and I appreciate it very much. All right. Well, thank you for talking to me. You bet. You bet. Thanks so much. Have a great one, my friend. You too. All right. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at beastocr.com.